Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tyshar Manetherin, a Wheel of Time podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Will. We mixed it up on you. Yeah. We mixed it up. (laughs) (laughs) We got a good one for you, folks. I think. I don't know. It's exciting. We're going to talk about the show a little bit and then some other stuff. Yeah, Sam. Sam's going to have some fun stuff to to talk about a little bit later. If anybody has played the video game, um, apparently it's still possible to do. So. It was shocking. Let me tell you, shocking that it's possible. We'll get into that. It'll be fun. Sam, um, might there be spoilers in this episode? There indeed will be spoilers. I think it's sort of impossible to avoid when talking about the show and possibly when talking about the video game. Um, yes, for a variety of strange reasons. But yes, we we should we should say from the get go, if you are worried about spoilers of any kind uh, related to the Wheel of Time, um, you know, check check back in with us next week. We'll be back on Lord of Chaos or I think we will. We'll be back on some book that is <laughs> that is going to be focused and not spoilery. Yes, we'll be back on Lord of Chaos. And as normal with those, we try to avoid spoilers until the end, at which point we will announce our spoilers. So if you are just joining the podcast and you were hoping for a spoiler free episode, uh, listen to the previous one or wait till the next one. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, this is our show update episode, and as everybody is still in quarantine, there's not just a ton of like really new information, um, but. We did have a virtual Jordan Con last month. Uh, I didn't get to go. Uh, Sam, you didn't get to go, did you? I didn't even know they were doing it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so I was really busy that weekend. And um, I think as we may have mentioned in a previous episode, my job at least has really kind of accelerated since um, the lockdown has happened. And so I've, I've been busier than normal. Yeah. I, um, I gotta say I've, I have, it's, it's almost like, I feel like I have more time cause I'm not commuting, but I have less, I have less. Yeah. It's kind of a funny world we live in right now. Anyway, the kind of a surprise visit from uh, Rafe at one of the panels of the virtual Jordan con, he was only there for, a little more than half an hour, but uh, I encourage you to watch it because perhaps the most interesting things were the things that he didn't say. And and to understand what I'm saying, you really need to see it. There are several times where one of the other panelists says something uh, about maybe the premiere dates or the number of episodes or potential changes. And you kind of have to see Rafe's reactions or lack of reactions mm. and decide on your own. You know, you draw your own conclusion. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say he doesn't confirm know. or deny. He just gives you expressions. It sounds right. Yeah. And uh, they're not like huge, but you could just watch and kind of, you know, like I say, draw your own conclusion and decide if you think, you know, he's he's kind of subtly agreeing that. Yeah. Yeah. As you've heard, eight episodes basically and have you know been confirmed, those kinds of things. So and it's it's worth watching otherwise. So, you know, there are several things. One of the one of the things that came up kind of uh, late in the uh, discussion was we can't we shouldn't expect any behind the scenes stuff until after the show premieres. Uh, Rafe says that his philosophy is he doesn't particularly like for folks to see behind the scenes stuff before they see the scenes. Whoops. <laughs> um, so, you know, we've we've had a few leaks here and there, um, but uh, we're not going to see any fi- official kind of behind the scenes footage or stuff like that coming out from uh, Amazon. And we're still a ways off from a trailer, but we kind of knew that anyway. He said they've been able to work on scripts for season two and kind of get ahead there. 
and uh, focus on post-production for the episodes they've done so far. I'm hopeful that that means that we're going to have a shorter gap between seasons one and two, maybe because of that stuff, um, that maybe they'll be able to kind of flow right into it. We'll see. I was like, I'm still... I kind of would. I know they. This unlikely they would do this, but just go ahead and release what you've got. Like I would, yeah, I would be knows? okay with that. I, I don't know if they will, especially depending on where where they stopped filming, where that ends. You know, if it would make sense to or not. But if it like happened to end at the end of the eye of the world, like come on, man, just put it out there. The the one thing that I'm wondering is because as we'll get to in a little bit, there there's kind of an online book club discussion going on, and Rafe tweeted out, and I looked for this tweet. Someone else screen capped it. I don't know where it if he posted it in his Instagram or wherever, but he kind of posed the question for the book club, you know, hey, what what kind of stuff? Because they're talking about the prologue. What kind of stuff would you like to see in the show from this? Well, presumably they've already shot it, but it does make me wonder, you know, if things are still fluid enough that maybe he's he's open to feedback. Uh, Of course, you know, I've brought up several times the uh, prologue that they added for Lord of the Rings. And that was actually really late in the game in the editing process. Like they yeah, they didn't plan on that. That was not in the original script. It was kind of uh, a while after that they went back and and did a few reshoots. And then, of course, so much of it is CG anyway that that they added added that back in. And uh, so it kind of makes me wonder if it's like, you know, hey, while we're having this pause, you know, what what would it look like to get get a little feedback about the prologue? So who knows? We'll see. You know, he he talked a lot more about Uh, And just in vague terms, the changes from the books, he assures multiple times that the spine and the heart, those are his words, of the story will be there. And he feels that it's his job to protect those. He he spends more time than I've ever heard him. Yeah, it sounds like he's he's anticipating some pushback. Push. Thank you. (laughs) Some pushback (laughs) from hardcore fans of of maybe something that Brandon Sanderson has alluded to of changes that he's made that he may have thought. And I was, you know, I was thinking about this a little bit on a run the other day. And, you know, like the, for for instance, the fact that we pretty much have Loghain confirmed, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and, and so that, you know, it, it makes a certain amount of sense. I'm sorry, this is getting a little off topic. No, it, no, it, it's, it's fine. It's on the topic of the, of the show, at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. It makes sense that we would have Loghain because in the first book, at least, the only way we get, we see the kind of menace of the male half of the source is sort of through exposition. Of course, we have the prologue. But other than that, it's like, well, we know that men who channel go crazy. and But you don't see any men channel. And so it's like just this sort of, um, nebulous concept, and I think it would make sense to have you know to to like see Loghain being a, being a false dragon and maybe being captured by the Reds to show you know one how serious the Aes Sedai are about capturing and gentling men who can channel, and two just as a sort of a foil for Rand almost uh, right you know that that could be kind of a compelling change from the books that I would be okay with even though there's like. You know, we the only real way we see Loghain at all is in a cage, you know, going through Camelin and he like sees Rand off in the distance in the palace. And I would be okay with them expanding on that as long as it didn't, you know, dominate too much and take away from the main narrative. But it, even if it's just a couple of scenes to sort of establish the menace of the male half of the source, you know, and, right, right. And kind of set off the 
once Rand realizes he can channel, or once they start alluding to that, just kind of give it a little bit more of a sense of urgency, of a sense of right. Well, in my, and, you know, one of the things that I, I've wondered, and um, you know, this this would require some changes that I could understand might take up a little bit more time and everything. So I can understand this not being popular, but if they kind of set up Logan more as a antagonist. And, and, you know, the early, the early episodes. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. And where he's something to be feared. And and they at the same time, they really, you know, they maintain more of the mystery of maybe he is the dragon and maybe, yeah. you know, what is what does that mean? And, yeah. all, you know, all of that. And so uh, for for people who haven't read the books, that it might actually be a question of, OK, well, if this guy's the dragon, then maybe the dragon's a bad guy. And he's sure, something set to him up almost as the antagonist of the first season. And then, right. of course, he isn't at all. They capture him and then that's just it. <laughs> like, right. You know, and then you get a hint of Ishmael or something. I don't know. Right. And then, I mean, that would also really bring forth something interesting as his arc continues through the series sure. where, you know, if they continue to follow it from there, you know, he's gentled and then he's kind of in this kind of impotent cons- state. Right. And he's in this conspiracy with Swan and Liana when they escape right. from the tower. And then, you know, and then the whole story that he spends about the Red Aja, you know, setting right. him up and, and all that stuff. And it really it, w- it could sort of deepen your affinity for the character earlier on. I mean, later in the series, he's a really compelling character, but early on, it's just, you know, he's just, you kind of meet him in passing and then he's gentle. Then he's in this, like you said, this impotent state and you know, you don't feel much for him really at that point. It's just like, well, okay, there's Logan and you know, okay. Yeah. He's got the halo over his head. Maybe that's interesting, but um, but yeah, if you have that early buildup, then maybe he is a, a more central character, a more impactful character. I like right. that. And you can see like the moment when Nynaeve he- heals him, then, you know, would be a huge moment then, because if yeah. you had this this whole thing of him kind of being the bad guy at the beginning, yeah. then then it's like, oh, crap, what does this mean? Right. <laughs> like, and you can also see why Rafe would feel the need if he indeed is going some direction like that to defend himself, because that's right. adding to the books. That's, you know, there's so much source material and there's yeah. plenty of argument to be made to say, why are you adding anything at all? Stop it. Uh, but yeah. then on the other hand, as we've talked about before, there's so much of these books and his books in general, the adaptations that is delivered via exposition through a perspective character's thoughts. And there's only so much you can do with that. And if you and if you still need to convey some information in a way that's that has that is effective, you sometimes need to do things differently. And this could right. be one example of the way they're doing that. And, and there could be others. And that it makes sense that he would want to sort of get out ahead of that a little bit like listen sure. you know i i have i have your best interest at heart i'm trying to do the right thing here but we also thought that we needed to add this in or whatever i also think he is aware of who he's talking to in this case and that's the oh, most yeah. hard, hardcore oh, absolutely if somebody's fans. attending virtual jordan con they <laughs> right they, they have their bona fides as being a true fan of the wheel of time yeah. novels <laughs> So I think, you know, I think that's part of it. I mean, even the panelists that are there, I mean, you know, these are people that were reading the books when they first came out. They can they know the differences between all the S name Aes Sedai. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, he probably is talking to them as much as he is to the audience. Right. So trying I, I mean, to win I th- them over. 
So I think that's component, and and they were all very generous with him. I think and saying, yeah, we, I mean, we understand there's going to be changes, and you know, and he kind of talked a little bit about adaptation as, as kind of a process, and you know, just one of the things that he brought up is just the simple logistical reality of, okay, say you have a character that's introduced in the first or second book, but the de- doesn't show up for like three books after that. Well, if you want to cast them with an experienced actor, you have to uh, make some decisions. You either have to right. Inc- Incorporate them earlier on or just not have them in it at all. Right. And uh, he says, you know, and he says very frankly, is like, I could leave this person in and get a worse actor. Yeah, <laughs> of, course, of course. Yeah. And, and so that's the kind of. You have you to know, sympathize dis- with those decisions a little bit. Like this is, I mean, this is a, a sprawling epic and you have to make choices. I mean, there's no right. two ways about it. You can't do everything that's in the books. Just can't. And, and, and you have a lot of characters that kind of come in and out and, you know, might play a kind of a central role in the broad scope, but aren't necessarily huge characters in the sense of, you know, hey, they're going to be principals in a, you know, for multiple seasons. And so, you know, that's yes, exactly. Yeah. That's you very think about diff- someone like Varen who comes and goes. Right. Yeah. She's and she's a good example of that. And I mean, I, I kind of wonder if that's one he's kind of thinking about, you know, she might not show up in this first season, even though she's I mean, she's very much a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, especially when you get down to the end of her story. Yeah. Yeah. The end is like, suddenly she has a lot more impact and is like, Whoa, that really colors all of her actions. And, and and I think though you could get that same impact with, you know, by combining her and another Aes Sedai, if you had to, I mean, I'm speaking blasphemy here, but like just thinking about what they might, what Rafe might have to do. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, we're all trying to, you know, be realistic and hoping for the the best preparing for the worst kind of when it comes to this and, um, and, and, you know, recognizing, I mean, and he even said it, Daniel Green said it, Hey, this isn't going to change the books. The books will still be there. You can go back and read the books. (laughs) Yeah. That's what Uh, you have to say to the, uh, the Game of Thrones folks, too. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who cares about the last three seasons? You have the books, except you don't have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Precisely. That may be why those fans are a little saltier. <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. a buddy who absolutely, Garrett, if you're listening, I love you. I know he refuses to watch the last three seasons because he's like, he's like, it's it's fan fiction. And I want to actually read and enjoy the books. And they haven't come out yet. I'm like, I get that. I fully understand that. Uh, as opposed yeah. to this, where we have all the books already, it's done. Right. You know, we can we can have our podcast about the whole series with or without the TV show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you and I just decided that we really hated the TV show, then we could just ignore it and keep podcasting about the books. <laughs> <laughs> we could be the the book podcast that is ignoring the TV show and just what? continue what on show? our merry way. Uh-huh. We're casting our own TV show with blackjacks and. You know, I got that reference. Okay, so, yeah, I um, I like how uh, in in this interview at one point, Rafe said something about how he even recently he said watched a something. Well, and then he paused and he said, well, I'm not going to say what, but um, (laughs) and he said, I I recently rewatched and he paused. He's like, well, I'm not going to say what. And then, you know, and then something where I was like, the book was better. And and then it made me go back and reread the book. (laughs) Oh, man, please tell me you've not been watching the end of Game of Thrones. Don't do that, Rafe. Don't do that while you're while you're writing the second season of the Wheel of Time show. (laughs) Right. Uh, I mean, maybe he's just asking, you know, hey, where where do we 
they go wrong? Yeah, and how do where I did they this? zig that I should zag? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the whole session is over an hour. Uh, the Wraith bit is a little over half an hour. And uh, there are lots of tidbits in there that you can kind of draw your own conclusions about. Um, at one point, they, they ask him uh, why he was so intrigued in, in doing the show. And, you know, one of the things he said is just because he thought someone else would screw it up. And uh, ah, that, you, yeah, know, you gotta he, love to hear that. Like that's a that's an honest, <laughs> good thing to say. Like, right? You can and tell he's got the best interests at heart. Hopefully, he can live up to that. It's clear he loves the story. You know, he like we've said a million times, he was a fan before any of this, and he he went after it. He when he found out Sony had it, he apparently went to them and pitched it. Um, to so that's yeah, I mean that's we know it was in development hell for I mean gosh, oh, yeah. so many years with Red Eagle Entertainment. Uh, it right. pains me to still see their name attached to it because they own the rights or whatever. But it <laughs> right. sounds like they're not very involved, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> right. Minimal yeah. involvement. So that was that was the big chunk of news um, for for uh, the show. Also, there have been some reports that Europe is looking at reopening some for production. Right. Yeah, I've seen so, other shows have like I think maybe Carnival Row was uh, signaled to go ahead to start filming again. So, I mean, if Carnival Row is filming. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're there in the Czech Republic, too. And that's the yeah, they are prepping to get back to production. Um, they haven't started yet, but I I think we're looking at within a month is what they're hoping. Awesome. Y'all stay, y'all stay safe out there. For real. Yeah. Don't don't make this show at the cost of like your lives, please. <laughs> yeah. That that would put a real damper on the whole thing. But then uh, Wheel of Time hasn't yet um, set up, hasn't yet said they're going to go back into production kind of currently. I think they're looking at a little later in the summer for, for getting back at it. So hopefully and, and I mean, we're all hopeful that this will continue to as it looks like, you know, the curve is flattening out and that we don't have a second wave of this thing and that people are able to get back to their jobs because um, um, you know it's uh, it's it's rough out there. So uh, um, one last little tidbit. I use the word tidbit a lot. I realize fair and, enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> little 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 uh, fast fact. If uh, you uh, ever yeah, listen, yeah. listen to the uh, the Office Ladies, that's Jenna Fisher's phrase. I've been meaning um, to. I've been meaning to listen to that. I, I love The Office. Yes, I just recently started to uh, listen to it. Anyway, so the last unknown guy at the table read from the very first uh, video that they released with the you know Wheel of Time table read, uh, he has been an identified. He is Michael Tuahine or Tuahine, probably neither. (laughs) (laughs) Probably neither of those. And I've seen some people wondering if he's playing Bran Alvere, which I think is likely just because of the you know, the context of it being the first episode. And though he's not fat, maybe he'll pull and, a Christian Bale and, you know, eat a bunch right, of pies yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so know who all the people at the table read are um, only, you know, what, six months later, eight <laughs> months later. <laughs> So uh, another little thing before we get to the video game is that if you haven't heard about it, as uh, before I mentioned it earlier, right now, Tour has started doing this online book club thing and uh, Rafe is involved and I think maybe some other cast members and, and crew members. Oh, nice. That's cool. 
Yeah. And um, so they're releasing, they, they started with the prologue in the first couple of chapters and last week, and I think they just did like chapters three and four, maybe. And they're just releasing the chapters online for a little bit where you can just go and read them. And then they're doing an online discussion. I think it's maybe like Wednesdays or Thursdays at, at 10 a.m. Some I, I don't know where, but um, you can, if, if you just go to the tour publishing their uh, Twitter page, their Twitter account. It'll explain how you can jump in the discussion. I wish I had time to, hey, man, um, yeah. but uh, barely making time to record these. Generally, episodes. their blog, the tour blog, is a pretty good. So, like, they put out some pretty good quality content. I've found. Yes, uh, as as you know, you wouldn't. It's not you don't think of like a publishing company's blog as being particularly interesting but they tend to like actually it's more like a website they they put out articles and stuff and it's pretty good so you know we we've talked a little bit about the fact that this is not the first adaptation of wheel of time to a different medium indeed (laughs) there have been several in fact yeah there's been there's been a few and uh we thought you know during these months where uh tv news is is just a little lean that we might um look into some of the other ones this this month sam i I mentioned to him about the video game and i a few minutes later i was like getting text messages i've got it downloaded i've got it working (laughs) and you know i'm playing it and uh, i was like shocked i thought we were just gonna have to find uh you know we play video and Yeah, and watch uh, it. Yeah, um, that's what I expected so. fully. It's, I mean, it was made in 1999. It's insane. Like some gentle soul out there has spent a lot of time updating various things to get this to work on modern architecture, essentially. Uh, but right. you can't buy it. Like literally, you can't buy it on Steam, on GOG, good old games, uh, like on any of the the websites where you can normally, you know, buy old video games. Uh, like Humble Bundle, not none of that stuff. Uh, you can go on Amazon and get like a used copy, you know, the gray market. And, and I'm like, you know, that just seems like a lot of work. But anyway, if you Google it, there's a couple of blogs and there's, you can just download it where I, I don't know. I don't know where the rights are exactly. That's, uh, you know, I would be happy to pay someone for this if someone would show me how. <laughs> but but it was it was incredibly inobvious how to pay for it. And this guy has like just done the work um, to um, to just Google Wheel of Time video game being made in 1999. Have you if you've ever seen the TV show reboot? <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah, CG one of my favorites. Oh yeah, the CG is exactly like reboot. It's like if you picture reboot, you're picturing the the CG cutscenes at least. Really, they they so the game itself was made with the Unreal Engine, uh, of course, an old version of it. Right. So I mean, I really wish that they had just done a little bit of a better job on the character models, but the like the the controls are really tight. The UI is pretty good. It's really just the the character models are really blocky and awful. <laughs> but it's but anyway. So all that to say, uh, it works. It, you're reading about it. It was it had pretty good reviews at the time, uh, but it was made in like almost next to no money. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it was released at the same time as like some Unreal, some Quakes, and it just kind of got lost in the shuffle because surprise, this is a shooter. That's right. Ah. They made a Wheel of Time video game, not as an RPG, as a first person shooter. (laughs) (laughs) That is weird. Which is so strange. It really is. Uh, And they they had to, I mean, 
they had to go to some links to explain that. <laughs> I've watched uh, like the the first set of cutscenes. Oh yeah, um, online and um, but I hadn't gotten to. I didn't see any gameplay. I yeah, that's it's it's kind of odd to to think that you wouldn't immediately go with an RPG like the you have the mechanics of a magic system yes. sitting right there yeah. that are, is. And it's is like, ripe for a level system. And my my first thought was maybe they were intimidated by how complex the magic system is and didn't want to get it wrong. Uh, um, I mean, I could see that, or just the fact that you know Unreal makes it really easy to make a shooter. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's all I can figure. But it is you know so it's clear from the get go that the devs are fans of the books. I mean, they definitely are trying to to adhere to the lore. And Jordan apparently was consulted during development. Um, so the game is set. It's a set 150 years before the books. And so you know, Rand does not appear anywhere, although Ishmael does. <laughs> uh, oh. Ishmael is essentially the big bad of the of the game. Spoiler for the game uh we said spoilers whatever yeah spoilers for everything yeah. if you're listening we were we're we, gonna spoil freaking game of thrones Jon snow dies i mean <laughs> then comes back to life i'm sorry whatever it's it's done we're spoiling yes. things you can cut that out if you want <laughs> no i am not gonna cut that out <laughs> if you good if good. you if you're if you're listening to this and you care deeply about <laughs> about john snow and you have not i mean like you not should have heard watched the show that, by now <laughs> That is on you. Oh, 100%. man. A dude I went to college with posted it on Facebook like the day after the episode. Okay, aired. now and that's I, that's a lot that's of people cool. were really angry with him about that. Yeah, but that, but this yeah. is years later. Like, I, right. I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Should stand by it. But so anyway, it is set 150 years in the past. And so, you know, you reading through the wiki, the game inevitably veers away from the canon in a couple of ways. Uh, enough that the devs felt necessary to say that the game is set in a parallel universe reachable by Portal Stone. Fair enough. You can use the Portal Stone. You know, we we have parallel universes reachable by Portal Stone in the books. That's fine. So just a few facts that they uh, got different in the books, in the books from the in the game from the books. And some of it's just petty details. Um, I said I don't wear great serpent rings. I mean, maybe they just didn't render them. You know, whatever. That's dumb. Uh, right. But another point that's kind of funny. Most I said I in the video game wear dresses in the color of their Aja, which, okay, sometimes that happens in the books, but right. including the black Aja. <laughs> wouldn't that have made things easier? We, Jordan, you could have skipped the whole slog if the black Aja had just worn black dresses. <laughs> that, that, oh. I really enjoyed that. Like, if just a few select characters, we said spoilers, if Farron and Shiriam had worn black dresses... <laughs> That would have been uh, great. Yeah. That uh, really, what really would have been a spoiler. Like, yeah. it especially would have been funny if all the characters were oblivious to it. Like, they are. <laughs> it just turns out like, everyone's colorblind. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're just like, hey, have you ever noticed that. Um, Shiriam always wears black? <laughs> even though she's supposed to be blue? Like, <laughs> what's up that's with just, that? That's she needs odd. to get with the program. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's continue our hunt for the black Aja. <laughs> right. She's just a, a goth rebel. You know, she just does her own thing. <laughs> thing yeah <laughs> oh man that's i love it so a couple of other things um and i found this out myself touching mashadar in shadar logoth doesn't make you go mad um it just it's more like getting burned by sipping a, a cup of hot coffee like <laughs> <laughs> um based on so the main character's name is elena elena sadai not elaine but based mm. on her reaction uh touching mashadar is just like ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> 
so then uh, Balefire, as opposed to ripping holes in the pattern, is just kind of more like a magic laser. <laughs> yeah. So that and it, you can just use Balefire just all the time. In fact, you can use Balefire against uh, Ishmael in the game and kill him quote-unquote, oh. knock him out. Um, and, and clearly he's alive 150 years later. So, yeah, Magic right. Laser as a you know hand-wavy. <laughs> they shouldn't have named it Balefire. They should have picked <laughs> something else. Right. That would be the problem. But, yeah, as I said, uh, you play Elena Sedai, who is of the Brown Aja and is the keeper of the Chronicles. And this is the kicker. She can barely channel. Uh, she uses Tyrangriel <laughs> to ah. instead of uh, because, you know, this is a shooter. They had to find a reason. So, <laughs> ah. so do the Tyrangriel like run out like ammo? Yeah. You, so you start out with one that's called the air pulse. And it's just kind of like spitting in someone's face. You know, it's about as effective. Ah. <laughs> just <laughs> and that's it. Uh, and then you quickly get the dart to Rangriel, you know, because <laughs> sure, because why not? Right. Um, like you, so you start the first episode, the first uh, not episode, first level is the bank of the Manetherindrel, and you are chasing an assassin because reasons. <laughs> and so you come across a tinker's cart that's on fire. And inside, and of course, there's a dead tinker because they're always dead, you know, when there's Trollocs about. Um, and inside, there is a dart to your angry L, which has like 30 ammo in it, and it shoots a dart. That's what it does. Okay. <laughs> and then you quickly do get a fireball to your angry L, which is a little more plausible, I suppose. And those have, mm-hmm. you know, that's a closer range, closer range thing. So, and, and there's others that are sort of interesting. Like, there's one that will let you uh, switch places with an enemy, which is kind of cool. There's one that will let you sort of teleport through. Uh, like a window or something. Um, So it's clear they're trying to do some interesting things that are maybe not the sort of things you see in a normal shooter. Like, you know, there's a healing Terangrilla, of course. There's shields. There's one that lets you, like, reflect something that's shot at you back at your opponent. So in, in that way... It reminds me a little bit, if you ever heard of Deus Ex, it was a shooter in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in which, you know, that game, actually, if anything, that game was more of an RPG than this is. But just in terms of trying to push the boundary a little bit of what a shooter can be, I think this game is in that same spirit. Now, yeah. all that said, they absolutely should have made an RPG. <laughs> no yeah. doubt about it. But it is, it is an interesting, they try to do some interesting things given the bound boundaries that they've set for themselves, which the limitations they've set for themselves, you know, all that to say it's, um, it, it, it does try to do that. The level design is awful though. There, there just yeah. needs to be more light. Like I got lost so many times. <laughs> that was a problem with a lot of games back then. It seemed like they were, I don't know. They, they didn't, they, maybe they thought that if they designed their, their light to be dark, then it would make, it would make up for like poor texturing or something. Yeah. I don't know. And then like, and there is a, uh, you can, there's a tear and grill that lets you make a light orb. Like I think Elaine and Egwene do that at one point as yeah, are accepted. Uh, like Lumos, you know, kind of thing. And right. uh, you can do that, but you don't get that in the first couple of levels. At least I didn't find it. Like this should just be a default thingy that you can turn on because I'm freaking right. off and I can't see where I'm going here. Yeah. <laughs> the intro. I just wanted to say the intro begins with a wind rises on Dragon Mount. So very nice. If yeah, getting the intro right, very good. Uh, and so you know, we, you watch the intro. We get the you know little summation of the Age of Legends. Uh, we actually it shows the Aes Sedai, I think, making the female Choden call, like uh, you know, the, with the orb in its hand. And then we see the boar being created in the Dark One's prison. The narrator has some weird pronunciations, though. Point he says, "Shay Etan." 
<laughs> Yikes. And then Quinn Diller. He literally says Quinn Diller. <laughs> that, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> just, just, just awful. <laughs> yeah. Quinn Diller. Uh, so then, you know, the intro tells us about the War of the Shadow, Forsaken, the dragon, yada, yada, all this stuff. Really focuses on the seals on the dragon, the one, dragon on the Dark One's prison. So they're the MacGuffin of the game. You're trying to... You're trying to get back the seals that the White Tower has, and somebody's taking them, yada, yada, yada. So a uh, some random dude breaks down a door in the tower with a fireball, asks where the seals are, kills some Aes Sedai. Amberlin b- b- blames the Black Aja who they don't know. They don't know who they are. But so we're getting exactly what you're saying, that, you know, that they didn't catch the dresses. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so she said, she's like, we have to go after this dude who stole the the seals and it's Trolloc army. So how about the chick who can't channel? <laughs> of course. Yeah. So Elena, the main character brings up the very thing. Uh, but the Amarillans like, I can't trust anyone else. Hey, we've heard that before. Just like Swan. Yeah. So the tutorial is actually, so the tu- tutorial had me interested because it is the, uh, the test to become accepted with the arches, Tyrangriel. But the arches look kind of like the McDonald's golden arches, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> just with an extra dimension. Hey, this is an opportunity for sponsorship within the show. <laughs> just embedding some sponsorship. Just subtle. just straight up. Just yeah. straight up the <laughs> McDonald's arches. Like, no food or anything. Just throw it in there. Yeah. And then you're just like watching it and you're like, man, I, I really hungry. want a Big Mac right now. Yeah. I don't know why. What is it? Yeah, for sure. So uh, the first arch takes our girl to a cave um, where you learn how to jump because video games. <laughs> the second she's locked in a dark friend's basement and she learns how to break boxes because you know whatever also the, yeah the third you're in a fortress i think you're in the fortress of the light actually i said from Faldera in my notes but i think you're in the fortress of the light uh with an Aes Sedai and her warder and it's kind of cool because the warder has a color shifting cloak and you know you never quite know what that's going to look like well they went the route of like every stealth video game where like you can yeah. see his outline and then he just disappears i was like oh yeah that's that's good you know, because for some reason in my head, every time I hear that, I always think of just like like a silver shower curtain. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know why, but this is a better image. And I think I'll have this in my head from now on, just kind of like stealth mode. Well, good. I'm glad we could upgrade you from a silver <laughs> shower curtain. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> uh, so the first level, I think, yeah, I mentioned you, you, you're chasing the guy past Tinker Wagons. And so you are fighting some Trollocs and they look okay but they yell kill you that's <laughs> <laughs> they just run towards you and yell that uh so you get to the end of that level and the second level is in shadar logoth which does as i mentioned feature mashadar but it's a lot it's not really a menacing fog uh but it's more of kind of a slightly inconvenient steam like it's just like a like a line of steam that kind of follows you like um, yeah but it does whisper stay in a nicely creepy way which that's okay nice, oh, that works pretty yeah. well yeah yeah so the next level is the sewers of shadar logoth uh which are about as well lit as you would expect so you know fair enough and you know i just have to say in terms of places in the world i would of work i was about to say the world of warcraft wow the world of wheel of time i'd like to visit the sewers of shadar logoth wouldn't have ranked high uh right <laughs> i spent a lot of time running into walls hadn't gotten that that tearing grill to create an orb. Um, there are monsters in here and they're Trollocs and these, so there's, they call them horrors. I guess they didn't have enough with Mashadar. These thingies, they kind of look like Zerglings to me. 
but they sound like yeah. crying. They sound like crying babies. I don't know. It's very strange. Hmm. Oh, one thing the assassin mentioned in one of the little cutscenes is that uh, Ishmael has a fortress in the mountains of mist. Yeah, Whoa, that's kind of interesting. Uh, hadn't heard that one. Um, <laughs> okay. So in one of these cutscenes, she says uh, she's like they're in this room full of gold, and she says, "Where are my artifacts, Hound?" And he says, "Woof, is that all you want?" <laughs> <laughs> And then he rolls in gold like Scrooge McDuck. And then Mashadar kills him. Then Elena finds some more Aes Sedai, trapped in Shadow Logos. So anyway, I probably wouldn't even have gotten this far without some cheating. I really I just like found some cheat codes. You can like uh, give yourself health, ammo, god mode. You can switch levels. You can go ghost. You can fly. You can. So I was flying around, broke the game a few times. But uh, I, I don't think it'd be going too far to call the campaign fun. There is a multiplayer, apparently, but I can't imagine anybody's playing it. I don't know. I might try to do that. But uh, listeners, if anyone has played the Wheel of Time video game, especially the online component, send me a message. I You you can kick my butt in it happily. I'd love to see that, but I'm not, I don't know. We'd love to have a follow-up where we talk more about, you know, what the uh, multiplayer yeah. experience yeah. is like. Yeah, I, you know, um, there's the, the single player, ah, there's way too many platform jump puzzles, flip the right lever to open the gate kind of stuff. I might kind of keep going and report back at some point, but uh, it was a fun experience <laughs> to kind of like dive into this. And uh, especially because yeah. it's clear that they really do care about the lore and they want to try to be true to it other than the fact that they made a shooter <laughs> starring an I said right yeah <laughs> it's joy. just odd yeah it is but it was it was fun anyway I, I definitely uh I will probably investigate a little more maybe we'll have another follow-up of some kind Sure enough. Well, um, that comes down to the end of our episode today. Visit our website at tsmpodcast.com. Fill out our contact form and let us know how we're doing. If you make a correction, then we'll make that correction in a future episode, maybe. And if you have nice things to say, we'll give you a shout out. Uh, follow us on all the socials at Podcast TSM and jump on there. Say, hey, we love hearing from you. And uh, I'll be also be sure to rate us wherever you get your podcast and uh, share us with your friends who are getting into the series. There's a lot of people who are uh, starting that up right now. Heck so yeah, true. Uh, be sure to join us next week. We'll be somewhere in Lord of Chaos. Yes, indeed. And until next time, Taishar Manetherin.